so like Gretchen introduced myself, um, I'm Arendt, and then I've got a lovely wife and a little one and another little one on her way. If you haven't heard me bragging about them, um, that's me bragging about them. All right. Then, uh, yo, I want to, uh, yo, like Gretchen, Gretchen now said it, but the Lord really stirred up a faith this, this week in my heart. Uh, for what he wants to come and do. And, and I really trust that, that something of that faith would be carried over um, in this meeting. And, and not just for this meeting, but actually for us as church. And that it would be carried over into our hearts and that we would carry that faith um, just for the future, into the future, and, and into the rest of the church, loving one another, encouraging one another, and looking after one another. And the little ones as well. Um, like I shared a few weeks back, even, uh, even the lambs are also sheep. And those are our little lambs, um, the little ones, the sheep in the church. Those, those are our, our lambs. As we are sheep of the Lord, um, and He is our good shepherd. So, sometimes people give their, uh, their preachers names. Um, <laughs> They, they named their preach. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, the good shepherd, that sounds like, uh, so uh, we, we use that one. <laughs> uh, so following like sheep. Uh, I renamed my preach to following like sheep. And uh, if you're wondering who the sheep is that I'm referring th to this morning, it's us as Christians. Um, and I'm not talking about every single person calling him or herself a Christian. I'm talking about the people that has given their heart to the Lord, given their life to the Lord, surrendered, and are born-again Christians. Now, if this is a new term for you, hopefully the Lord or, or the Spirit will come and touch your heart this morning, and you will realize that you have made this decision, or you haven't made this decision. And if you haven't made this decision, we really would like to pray with you this morning. Um, and the, the, we, we, we will have a chance that we will pray um, for one another or with one another if, if you haven't given your life to the Lord. Because Jesus is, is, is our good shepherd and he wants his flock to follow him. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. And, and I want to start with Matthew 18, verse 10 to 14, uh, says the following. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. That's just plain out. For I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Footnote. Foot, oh. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of that one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Now, in this scripture, the little ones or the sheep that's uh, referred to is us as people. And sometimes we give our life to the Lord and we are led astray. And who leads us astray? The devil leads us astray. And that's, that's the sad thing for the Lord when we get led astray or when we wander off on our own. But Jesus, the good shepherd, goes like, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you wander alone. I'm going to come after you. 
always reach out my hand to you because I want you to come back. And when we turn back to him or when we give our life to the Lord, he rejoices about it. Uh, I always see this picture when someone gives, gives their life to the Lord. I, I see this picture of, of the heavens just roaring and the angels cheering because somebody's made the decision of, I want to spend eternity with God. And, um, and the, the rejoicement that comes with it is, is into eternity. It's not just a thing of, I give my life to the Lord, yay, and then I, I wander astray. No, 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 no. When I give my life to the Lord, it's an eternity decision. It's forever. One day when I pass away, what happens? I go to Jesus and I spend the rest of my life there eternity so the shepherd in in this parable the shepherd didn't stop caring for that one sheep just because because he got lost or just because he wandered astray and the same with jesus because we sometimes are led astray he doesn't go ah let it be no 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 his heart actually breaks for us and he goes i want i'm I'm coming for you i'm not going to let you There we go. He, he doesn't just leave us alone. He, he seeks us. And sometimes he uses the people around us when we are led astray to make sure we come back. And sometimes he speaks to us personally. I've heard of people that, that was alone in their room and God came, Spirit came, and, they, and it, he touched their heart. And they went, wow, I need to turn back to the Lord. So sometimes it's the Lord speaking to you. Sometimes he uses his church or the people around us to be led back to him, to be led back to the rest of the 99. In Matthew 25, verse 31 to 41, it's it's quite a few verses. um, And I'm pretty sure most of us have read or heard this uh, scripture, but I want us to, to look at it again if I can just mute that. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, Then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another as the shepherd separates, again, shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. The king will say to those on his right, that's the sheep if you missed that in the previous verse, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for i was hungry and you gave me food i was thirsty and you gave me a drink i was a stranger and you welcomed me in i was naked and you clothed me i was sick and you visited me i was in prison and you came to me then the righteous will answer him saying lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you a drink when did we see you as a stranger and welcomed you or naked and clothed you and when did we see you sick or in prison and visited you and then the king will answer them truly i say to you as you did 
to one of the least of these, my brothers, you give it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, the goats, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And then he continues, the rest of that scripture continues as he says, as he said to the sheep, he now says uh, the opposite to the goats. He says, you saw me naked, but you didn't clothe me. You saw me thirsty, but you didn't give me a drink and so on and so forth. But I want us to go back. I want us to look at that, the shepherd that separated the goats and the sheep. Um, and, and why do I keep on referring to Jesus as the good shepherd? John 10 verse 11 says the following. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Just as in the parable where the shepherd went, that sheep is led astray. I'm going to go search for it. He left the 99, laid down his, he could have sat there under the tree just checking out the other 99, you know, and what's one sheep. But no, he decided, I'm going to pick up myself. I'm going to go after that sheep. I'm going to find that sheep. And I'm pretty sure he had to carry back that sheep. I don't know if you've ever worked with sheep, but you're not going to call that sheep like a dog. He had to probably pick up the thing. Uh, if you didn't know that, um, back in the day when shepherds used to still look after sheep, sometimes they had to actually break the legs of the sheep to carry them back. But that's just a fun fact. Take it as you want. That scripture tells us that Jesus is the good shepherd. Yes, he is our king. He is our friend. He is our father. He's our healer, our provider, and all of those things. But he's also our good shepherd. And a good shepherd looks after his sheep. He doesn't just leave his sheep. Now, John 10, verse 12 to 15, so that, that scripture continues. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves. He leaves the sheep and he flees. It means he runs away. And the wolf snatches them and they scatter. The sheep scatter. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. As Jesus laid down his life 2,000 years back when he died on the cross, he's actually asking us, will we lay down our lives? Will we pick up our cross and follow him? As he laid down his, his life for his sheep, for us as Christians, born again Christians. Will we lay down our lives for one another? Will we look after one another? Like I shared earlier, sometimes Jesus sends the Holy Spirit or uses the Holy Spirit to speak to us personally when we're alone or spending quiet time. But sometimes he also uses us, one another, to speak through, to speak to one another to encourage, to uplift, to prophesy, to heal, to bring wonders and miracles. Are we doing that? Are we being good followers? So it's great having a good shepherd, but are we being good followers of the good shepherd?
And I just quickly want to look at, at sheep. Um, <laughs> while I was thinking about the, the different aspects of sheep, and um, and I, I've had the privilege of working with, with sheep on a farm uh, one holiday. And uh, to my surprise, um, there's really a reason why they say sheep not so on is not so clever. <laughs> if you've ever worked with sheep, you'll know, okay? I'm not trying to be funny. They are really not clever, although there has been studies that they can remember faces for up to two years, and they also actually feel uh, emotions. But regardless, <laughs> the things that I've seen sheep do, <laughs> man, oh, man, I know why Jesus saw our sheep. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe you've been to an animal farm or an animal place where you can feed sheep, okay? Now, if you've ever hold out your hand with some pellets or something for them to eat, they're quite greedy animals. I don't know if you've seen that before. If you haven't, I'm pretty sure you're in or, or around Bloom, you'll be able to do that. But go and visit a place where you can feed a sheep, and you'll experience the greediness of a sheep firsthand. Because it, because it will be eating out of your hand. Okay. A sheep. Wait, I actually made a note on this. <laughs> um, sheep are not generally good in making decisions. That's why they usually have someone looking after them. They can't really make decisions. So they, they can decide eat, not eat. Eat, player. Eat, not eat. Okay, but that's about it. They don't do much more than that. So they need to... They need to be led for the rest of their decisions. Okay, thunderstorm coming. You need to go to safety now. Okay, now you can go graze. Uh, this camp that you're grazing in, it's empty. You now need to go to a new field. Go graze there. Okay, someone needs to make those decisions for them. They don't make it themselves. And then a third thing, um, just on the, second, uh, on the second bullet, sheep actually makes good followers if they have a good shepherd. If someone is looking after the sheep carefully, they will be good sheep. Otherwise, they will be scattered if the wolf comes in. But if the shepherd is looking after them, making sure they are safe and sound, they will be good followers, and they'll be herding together, um, grazing together, and in a sense, loving one another sheep does that actually as well um, if they uh, get together and I don't know what we call it, a cuddle up <laughs> if, if I may say that so on those notes, let, let's think about those three things, they are quite greedy animals, they don't make good decisions when they're on their own and they make good followers when they have a good shepherd now, I'm not going to stand here and make as if I've got everything under control. I'm also just human. I also make mistakes. I'm also a sheep. I've also been greedy in my life. I've also made bad decisions in my life. And I've also been a bad follower. But after I've accepted Jesus in my life, I've realized those things. And I've repented from those things. And I realize that I have a good shepherd that is looking after me. And I'm trying to be a good follower. 
I'm trying to make better decisions, not just by myself, but in accountability with people around me, going to God, asking Him, Lord, what should I do next? Lord, what about this decision? Should I, should I move town? Should I move from Cape Town to Bloemfontein to go and plant church or help plant church? That was quite a big decision. But I went to the Lord. I spoke to my leaders. And then, now, like I mentioned, uh, sheep being greedy. Greed is a sin. So let's replace that greed with just any sin. Now, although I'm a sinful man, Jesus came and he washed me clean. But I didn't stay clean. Sheep that is following good or is eating from the from the grace uh, of from is grace right is that the right word if they see greener pastures they would want to go there but it's not always necessarily the better thing for them okay now any sin sin usually looks greener we all know that right let's be honest here this morning but we need to stop being greedy and we need to follow the good shepherd because he knows best. And uh, as, we, as we read that Jesus looks after his sheep, uh, even when, uh, when a sheep is in danger. I mean, when, when danger, danger comes, Jesus doesn't just leave the building. He's actually here with us. And he fights the battle with us. He doesn't leave us alone. He doesn't lose his sheep. He lays down his life as he lay down his life, dying on the cross for us. He sacrificed. God sacrificed his son. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. And he's asking, will we lay down our lives for him? And I want to go back to Matthew uh, 25, verse 34. It says, then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For us, as sheep, as born-again Christians, there's an inheritance. Now, the inheritance isn't here on earth. The inheritance isn't driving the fanciest car or living in the biggest house or having pockets full of money. The inheritance is for one day when we go to heaven. When we go to be with Jesus, there's inher inheritance. And we will receive it one day when we go to heaven. And the Bible also speaks of uh, our treasures aren't here on earth where um, mold and, and moths will, will eat and rot away our treasures. But it's in eternity. And, uh, and in John 10 verse 15 Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, just as Jesus has laid down his life for his sheep, to ask that as we know him, as we know Jesus, would we lay down our lives? We would lay down our lives, not for an inheritance now, but for an inheritance one day, for one day when he comes back. And it's Jesus' choice to lay down his life for us. He chose. Jesus chose to be obedient to God. Yes, they are three in one. God, Spirit, Jesus. They are three in one. But still, 
We know Jesus' prayer was, Lord, if it's your will, let it be done. Let this cup pass me, but if it's your will, let it be done. He made a choice that night of being uh, sacrificed on the cross. We don't get born as sheep. Okay? We don't get born when we come into this life. My little boy, Lucas, he wasn't, he's not born a born-again Christian just because his mom and dad is a Christian. He needs to make that decision himself. Once he's old enough to hear and understand of Jesus, his Savior, he needs to make the decision, I want to follow Christ. And then he becomes a born-again Christian. If I may say this with all due respect, we are born as goats. We are born as sinful men and women. And we need to make the decision that we want to spend eternity with Jesus and not eternity with the rest of the goats. And when we invite Jesus into our lives, we accept him into our hearts and we get born again. We get born as sheep. Sorry, there's no word for sheep. As sheep. (laughs) Does this make sense? make sense that that we as sheep yes we do have a good shepherd and we get led very well because he's not just a good shepherd as a matter of fact he's the perfect shepherd and uh, (coughs) on the on the on the point of sheep not making good decisions uh, and they they sometimes need help I saw this picture of a, a, a sheepdog. We all know sheepdog, right? Okay, it's called a border collie for those who don't know. <laughs> I knew that, okay. <laughs> so uh, the, the black and white dog, for those who are not on par yet, okay, that runs around the sheep. So that dog makes sure that the sheep is staying in the right place, staying together. And sometimes we need a sheepdog, a border collie that make sure that we stay on par or in the right place. And I'm speaking to all of us, myself included. That's why church is so important. That's why other believers, our community, the bride of church, the body of Christ is so important. We cannot do this alone. We cannot always make good decisions on on our own. It's impossible. And if you do differ from me, please come and speak to me afterwards. Because I really believe that that's scripture. I really see that throughout the whole scripture, how important the body of Christ is. Being part of is. And uh, to feel loved for in, in church. And, and on this note, I want to I wanna just testify. Um, of my experience of church and uh, if I may can I call the band to the front for long please I want to testify of how I went from a goat to being a, a sheep and how my life changed and how my, my decisions that I made changed and how I felt changed 
So from being in church, just being there, however it looks for you, maybe some of you are sitting here, you've been to church for the last few years of your life or forever. But there's a difference of going to church and being part of the body. And that difference came for me in 2015, where I, I stopped going to church, but I started being part of church. And everything in me changed. My decisions, the type of decisions I, I made changed. How I look at things, how I look at relationships. I'm not talking about just the, the better better half of me type of relationship I'm talking about friendship relationships how I look at relationships how I look at my studies I was studying back then how I looked at my studies am I um, what, what, what do you call it studying well I mean that's steward um, as I was sharing on stewardship was I stewarding my, my studies well my finances, how do I look at that? Was I stewarding that well? Everything in me changed because I had people around me that cared for me, that loved me, that was looking out for me. They weren't just there when it was going good. They were there always. They loved me for who I was back then and they still love me for who I am today. They love me in the last couple of years being in Bloemfontein, even in the times when it was rough. The people in the church, the people who loved the Lord, laid down their lives and they loved me for who I am. And as we meet this morning, I want to I want to ask you, if, if you've never experienced that, I want to pray that you would experience that. But I also want to pray with you, if you've never given your life to the Lord, if you've never made that decision of, Lord, I want to stop just knowing who you are, but I want to start knowing more of you. I want to start walking in a relationship with you. I really want to pray with you. If I, let's close our eyes. Let's close our 